Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. I hope you are doing amazing wherever you are at in the world. Today's video is going to be about terzapatide and I am doing a comprehensive guide on terzapatide, how to use it, the mechanisms, the benefits, the side effects, the doses, as well as a little bonus, which is going to be my personal experience now that I've been using terzapatide on and off for over a year now. And I say that as not someone that struggles with diabetes, I'm not someone that struggles with obesity or being overweight, but I have used terzapatide to get super lean. Um, and also too, I have a ton of clients that I coach on fat loss. So it's something that I wanted to be able to use on myself. So I know how to recommend it to them. So today's going to be my full, uh, no holds barred guide on terzapatide. It might be a little bit more of a long winded video and that's okay because, uh, before my other channel got deleted, this is one of my more popular videos. And I think it helped a lot of people, uh, learn how to use terzapatide, especially if they're doing it themselves, meaning they are buying it as a research chemical from a research chemical company instead of getting it prescribed from their doctor, which can be really expensive, um, you know, sometimes upwards of $2,000 a month to get a prescription for Manjaro. But if you don't want to do that, you can buy terzapatide as a research chemical and get great results yourself for fat loss, whether you need to lose 100 pounds or you're just trying to get, you know, from 10% body fat as a man down to like 5% body fat, which I've used to do it uh, before previously. So terzapatide is amazing. Uh, we're going to do a comprehensive guide on it. So before I jump into that, first of all, thank you so much for being here. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Hunter Williams. Uh, I am rebuilding my YouTube channel. And this is one of my first videos that I'm publishing on my new channel because my other one got deleted. So uh, the best thing you can do to help me grow is to like, share, comment, subscribe, because it helps push this out to other people that are looking for similar content on how to use peptides. Uh, and if you want to make sure you follow me in case I ever get deleted again, sign up for the peptide cheat sheet down down below, which gives you uh, all the instructions on one spreadsheet that you can post on your fridge at your house and use uh, for every peptide, every popular peptide that you need, including terzapatide. So it tells you how to reconstitute it, how to um, how to dose it, how many units to pull on an insulin syringe, and all that good stuff. So uh, check out the peptide cheat sheet, and it will sign you up for my email list so you get uh, updates, and you also get links to all my products and services uh, that include discount codes. So um, that being said. Let's jump into terzapatide and talk about how to use it and why we can benefit from it. So where did terzapatide come from? So it's a relatively recent addition to diabetes. It's really a diabetes medication, but I would just call it a weight loss medication and a fat loss medication uh, to be developed in the last few years. It was, it was specifically designed to target both the GLP-1 and GIP receptors. So uh, where is Wagovi or Ozempic is a, uh, or otherwise known as semaglutide, is it just a GLP-1 Um uh, targeted medication, uh, terzapatide works on the GLP-1 and GIP receptors. So uh, the development uh, involved extensive clinical trials to evaluate its efficacy and safety and is an analog of gastric inhibitory polypeptide, which I mentioned was GIP. Um, and it uh, most recently underwent global phase three trials in 2021. I'm sure there's been some updates since then, uh, but that's just what I did in my uh, cursory research. So again, it focuses on dual receptor activity and it was developed by Eli Lilly. Um, it was designed to improve the uptake uh, into cells and stability to metabolism. And it was its development as part of an effort to enhance insulin regulation and diabetes management because that's what people with diabetes struggle with. So the drug's approval was based on the results of several successful clinical trials, blah, 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 blah. I know you guys want to know how it works and why it works. So terzapatide combines the effects of GLP-1 and GIP hormones. So it stimulates the release of insulin from the pancreas and the drug has a greater affinity to GIP receptors than to GLP-1 receptors. So terzapatide mimics the action of natural GIP at the GIP receptor at the cell level. And at the GLP-1 receptor, it shows a bias toward cyclic AMP generation, again, which is where it's going to help us 
um, burn more fat, uh, you know, through the insulin signaling that it works on. So it increases insulin secretion through biased agonism, and it also increases levels of adiponectin, which is a hormone involved in glucose regulation. So again, when we talk about fat loss, we're really talking about like regulating and improving our insulin sensitivity, which is why terzapatide works so well. So it is chemically modified by lipidation for better cell uptake, and the drug helps in regulating glycogen, sugar, and lipid metabolism. So basically that's fats and proteins, so it helps regulate uh, how we metabolize those. And terzapatide's dual agonist behavior leads to greater reductions in hyperglycemia, which is otherwise known as high blood sugar, uh, compared to GLP-1-only agonists. So this is why, in my opinion, and the opinion of most uh, healthcare professionals, terzapatide or Manjaro is gonna be superior to semaglutide, uh, which is just working on GLP-1 agonists. So a lot of people have gotten great results with semaglutide um, as a GLP-1 agonist, but uh, I would argue that terzapatide is far and away better than that. So if you're gonna spend the money on it, I would just say get terzapatide. I know it could be a little bit more expensive. Uh, so what is the benefit? So um, for what we know, at least in type two diabetes patients, which are obviously uh, people that are much unhealthier than you know someone that is lean, um, it is effective in reducing blood sugar levels. So it leads to significant weight loss in diabetic patients, but also uh, people that are not diabetic as well. And it does this by improving glycemic control more effectively than a lot of the other existing treatments. And it offers a sustained effect on reducing blood sugar levels and weight. And it can be used in combination with other diabetes medications, which I'm gonna talk about a little bit later. Um, it also shows promise in uh, not only improving, but eliminating both diabetes and obesity. And I've, I've seen this firsthand with some of the clients I've worked with. Um, it basically can like take them from being in the range of being a diabetic to not no longer being diabetic based on their blood sugar, their fasting insulin, and their A1C. Um, the once weekly dosing schedule improves patient compliance. So again, this is just something you have to inject subcutaneously once per week. So it's very easy to do. You don't have to take a pill every day. You don't have to do anything like that. You just take your pen or your insulin needle and uh, you know do a sub-Q injection once a week. Um, and also by increasing our glucose um, utilization and insulin sensitivity, it has the potential to reduce cardiovascular uh, risk for disease and it may improve insulin sensitivity. And again, this is more of like a new approach to diabetes. So what are some of the side effects? Uh, now I will say this is something that, you know, everyone's different. I personally didn't experience like really any side effects other than what would be a side effect of lower blood sugar from terzapatide, um, which is not dangerous or anything. But, um, you know, some people report nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. And a lot of times in my experience, those are people that are already metabolically dysregulated and have a very inflamed uh, gut microbiome. Um, some patients may experience abdominal pain and indigestion. Um, injection site reactions are possible. So you could get a little rash on the injection site, which is pretty much harmless. Just don't let it get infected. Um, some people had pancreatitis. That's very rare that that happens in my case. That is because they are very electrolyte deficient um, because they're not getting enough electrolytes and minerals into their cells. Some of the organs tend to not work as well. Um, and again, like we said, the allergic reactions. Uh, so what is the dosage? So the tar starting dosage is 2.5 milligrams per week. If you have not taken terzapatide, do not use more than, more than 2.5 milligrams per week to start out. You will probably overwhelm yourself. And if you're someone that's lean, I would argue, I would argue to start with maybe even one milligram per week and see how you feel after the first two weeks. Um, but this can be increased to five milligrams per week after four weeks and further increments can be made in 2.5 milligram steps based on glycemic control. Now, we get to the maximum recommended dose is 15 milligrams once a week. I have seen a lot of people with that 15 milligrams a dose, um, or some even higher. I've even heard of people at 30 milligrams a week, which I don't know how you would even drink water or eat like a cracker if you were taking 30 milligrams of terzapatide, because at 2.5 milligrams per week, it shuts down my appetite. Um, so 
I'm going to talk about this in a second, but we want to be able to maintain a low dose for the long term. Meaning, yes, if you're going to have to be on this and you need to lose 100 pounds, you're going to have to increase the dose like every four weeks probably. Because what happens with peptides is you get this thing called antibody buildup. And over time, basically, your body builds up antibodies to the peptide and will create an immune response, thus rendering the peptide less effective. This is why we have to increase and titrate the dose up to get the same results that we did when we first started. But um, if we're starting at 2.5 milligrams per week and we cycle, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, um, we can keep the cell receptors fresh and we still get really good results from 2.5 milligrams per week. I've been using trisaptide for over a year, but because I've cycled it and I've been smart about how I do it, I still get amazing results with just 2.5 milligrams. Now, someone that is overweight, I've talked to people that I've personally coached and they have to go up to like 15 milligrams once a week, which, you know, like, is that necessarily a bad thing for the body? Uh, I don't think so if you're trying to lose fat because the fat is going to kill you faster. <laughs> then, you know, a bigger dose of terzapatide will. However, it can be very draining to the pocketbook. So 15 milligrams once per week, you're talking like best case scenario, like three to 400 bucks per week of terzapatide. Whereas if you're just using 2.5 milligrams per week, you know, you can get away with like 250 bucks per month, maybe even less, depending on where you buy it from. And then obviously it's administered via subcutaneous injection. So all you need is an insulin needle. And I'm gonna talk about exactly how to reconstitute and all that stuff here in a second. Um, so basically, there it is. So a 10 milligram vial. So typically, if you buy from a research chemical company, you're going to get a 10 milligram vial of terzapatide. So what you do, if you want to inject 2.5 milligrams per week, uh, you can check out my bacteriostatic water and peptide math video. Um, but one milliliter of backwater into the vial, and then you're going to inject 25 units on an insulin syringe one time per week for a dose of 2.5 milligrams. So very easy. That's all you need to do. So now, what I want to tell you right now is when you're taking terzapatide, it is very, very, very crucially important that you have a regimen of supplements that you're taking alongside with it. Because of the way terzapatide works, there can be um, especially issues with dehydration. So there can be some side effects that can cause dehydration that you're just not going to feel good. Uh, so for anyone that I coach that I uh, have on terzapatide in order to you know, get lean, improve um, insulin sensitivity, and help with fat loss... Um, these are going to be the supplements. So the first one is magnesium. Everyone's sufficient magnesium. I don't care what you say, unless you're unless you're getting like magnesium from one of the best supplements, which uh, I use Billy Weiss's OptiURX magnesium. You can check out OptiURX, I think OptiURX.com or just look it up on Google. They have the best magnesium supplement and I take that. You have to have to have to use magnesium when you're taking trisapatide. One, to improve gastric motility. So, um, Terzapatide basically works to slow gastric emptying, which is why it makes you feel fuller and it suppresses your appetite. Um, so magnesium is going to help keep things moving through your stomach and make you not constipated when you're uh, using terzapatide. Omega-3 fatty acids, obviously this is important for everyone to use, but it can help improve cholesterol levels and heart health. Uh, which is going to you know work in synergy with your appetite. Vitamin D, again, most people are deficient in vitamin D. I take 15,000 IUs per day uh, in the wintertime, and my levels are still not that high. They're like somewhere in the 70s or 80s. Uh, on you know a normal basis. So uh, the next one is alpha lipoic acid. This is an antioxidant that may help reduce blood sugar and alleviate symptoms of diabetic neuropathy. Really good to take along with your Zapatide to help with insulin sensitivity. So B vitamins. Anytime we have some of these medications uh, like your Zapatide, it tends to deplete B vitamin at a faster rate, especially vitamin B12. So what you need to make sure you're doing is supplementing with vitamin B12 um, because uh, you can tend to drain that more fast or faster when you're using terzapatide. Um, and then you're going to have low energy and lethargy and vitamin B12 supplementation is going to help prevent that. Um, 
Another one is chromium. So this is also a glucose disposal agent. Um, it's useful for improving blood sugar and insulin sensitivity. Cinnamon, same exact thing, works really well. So ALA, which is alpha lipoic acid, chromium, cinnamon, plus berberine, uh, all work to help uh, regulate blood sugar. So it's only going to be that much more synergistic when you're using terzapatide along with those supplements. Uh, probiotics, obviously very important as you're cleaning up the microbiome, which terzapatide does by increasing GLP and GIP. Uh, or GLP-1 and GIP, so probiotics are huge. And then we've got coenzyme Q10, which is an antioxidant that may help with blood sugar control and prevent diabetic complications. And then I've got three that are very important. So these are like the ones that uh, I would say every single person needs to make sure they're doing if they're using terzapatide. So the first one is going to be electrolyte. So we've got potassium, magnesium, and sodium. They are vital for maintaining fluid balance, nerve function, and muscle function in patients with diabetes or if you're trying to lose weight and you're overweight, even if you don't have diabetes, they might experience electrolyte imbalances due to the disease itself or as a side effect of certain medications. So supplementing electrolytes could help maintain the necessary balance, thereby supporting overall health and keeping us hydrated when we tend to deplete uh, those minerals and nutrients faster when we're using terzapatide. Now, we've got metformin. So I say metformin, everyone should be taking it because of its effects on systemic inflammation, which we are all exposed to, um, uh, very dangerous toxins in the environment. So metformin helps that it help up it helps upregulate acromancia, which is the good gut bacteria that we want in our body. Um, and then also too, using metformin with terzapatide could provide a complementary approach to managing blood sugar levels as they work through different mechanisms to improve diabetes control and help with weight loss. <clears throat> the last one, this is where you will not hear a lot of people talk about. So everyone says GLP ones and GIP uh, peptides cause muscle loss. No, not lifting weights and not eating enough protein cause muscle loss. So what is one of the biggest, most important things you can do when using terzapatide is to make sure you're lifting weights. And if we're lifting weights, something that works really, really well to help increase the amount of fat we're burning and maintain muscle at the same time is using human growth hormone, otherwise known as HGH, or an HGH peptide. So HGH obviously plays a lot of um, roles in the body, especially as it relates to our metabolism. So in the context of diabetes or obesity management, HGH um, or HGH peptides like ipamorelin or tesamorelin or a host of other ones that we could go into, um, which I'll save for other videos, um, could potentially aid in improving body composition by increasing muscle mass and reducing fat. So this could be beneficial for diabetic patients, especially those with obesity. So the number one thing we can do for our body to burn fat is to have more muscle. And if we are taking terzapatide, we're lifting weights two to three times per week, and we're doing fasted cardio, the HGH increase through HGH itself or an HGH peptide is going to massively improve our results with terzapatide because it's going to help maintain the muscle that uh, we need as we're losing fat to help keep our body have a high have a high metabolism and high base metabolic rate. So um, those work really well. So I'll give you just a little insight in my experience. Again, I've used terzapatide for over a year now, and I wasn't fat to begin with or anything like that, but I wanted to have my own experience and see how it suppressed appetite and how it helped me burn fat. So um, the two times that I take it, I reduce my body fat um, anywhere between 4 and 6% twice throughout the year. And again, I typically fluctuate between 5 and 10% body fat, depending on the time of the year. Um, staying at 5% body fat year-round is just not feasible, and it's not really like necessarily healthy in the long run. So typically, you know, like I'll get up, up to 10% body fat, I'll kind of sit there and I'll cut back down to 5% body fat a few times a year. Um, you know, especially like if it's the summer or something, or I'm coming up on a vacation. Um, so <clears throat> I definitely noticed that it significantly, uh, reduced food intake for me. Sorry, I forgot to put that on the slide, but it significantly reduced food intake. So decrease my appetite. Um, with that, you still need to make sure you're getting enough protein. So 
even though it's harder to eat, I made sure that I was getting enough protein. Um, and where it really shines is it allowed me to do extended 36 to 48 hour fast with ease. So basically it turns appetite, eliminates the suffering when it comes to dieting. So that's, I think that's the biggest benefit, whether you need to lose hundred pounds again, or you're just trying to lose like the last few pounds of body fat that you have to get shredded. Um, it allows you to do those fast, which are going to be, uh, like the advanced expert level thing when it comes to getting shredded, uh, that you need to do. So it allows you to do those fast with ease instead of being in a state of suffering, uh, and feeling like you're starving. What's also really cool about Sir's Appetite is that it changes the cravings for junk food. So rather than craving junk food, I was like, man, I really wish I had some lean protein and clean carbohydrates, <laughs> which how many people can say that, you know, obviously we're exposed to like tons of different food on a regular basis. Um, and Sir's Appetite kind of like nukes the cravings of those. Um, <clears throat> so what I'd also noticed in my experience, I did not have any reduction of muscle mass according to bod pod or, de or uh, in body scans. Uh, during the times that I used it. Uh, and that's because I'm using uh, hormones, like I'm using therapeutic testosterone, human growth hormone and weight training. Um, and what I say is that you must cycle on and off after eight to 12 weeks of use. So this is where people mess up. And again, I understand like if you're if you're in a state where you need to lose 100 pounds, 200 pounds, it is more beneficial for you to stay on terms appetite to get down to the weight that you need to be. But once we do that, we don't want to become dependent on it. So I want to use Ter's Appetite for 8 to 12 weeks at a time when I'm cutting down, and then I'm going to go off of it. So I'm going to use it for 8 to 12 weeks on and then 8 to 12 weeks off. And when I do this, it keeps my receptors fresh, and I don't have to use as much to get good results. So I am not going to use this year-round. Now, you can make the argument, could you go down to like a lower dose for an extended period of time? Yes, that would be better. So it would be better to go to like a one milligram dose for, you know, eight weeks and then maybe take it back up to two and a half milligrams. But I think in the long run, you want to go on and off of it. And I don't think it causes rebound weight gain when you come off of it, like a lot of other fat loss medications would. Um, but, you know, I haven't experienced that myself, but I also am very strict about dieting. I'm very strict about my exercise and my strength training, my fasted cardio. So, um, you know, I wouldn't want to see anyone get to that point where they like rebound weight gain. And a lot of times the rebound weight gain is not going to come from coming off your appetite. It's going to come from you having poor lifestyle habits. So uh, that is a must use it for eight to 12 weeks on and eight to 12 weeks off. I know your healthcare provider is probably not going to say that, but just in my own experience and my practice and coaching, you know, all the people I have in our coaching groups and one-on-one -on -one clients that I have, um, that is an absolute must. So that's kind of my experience with your appetite. Um, you know, it definitely gets you, it got me like to the leanest I've been, um, with the most amount of muscle I've been at ever, you know, ever in my life. So uh, you can definitely use it. There's just a lot of misinformation and disinformation out there about people. So that is why I created this guide for you guys to be able to have and reference and use uh, whenever you need to use Ter's Appetite. So hopefully that was helpful. Uh, I think I covered everything, but if I didn't leave a comment below or question down below uh, for me so I can make sure I can update and uh, make a new video about Ter's Appetite. But again, this is one of the more viewed uh, videos on my old YouTube channel. And uh, I want to get another one out for you guys. So again, check out the peptide cheat sheet. It's everything you need to know about peptides. If you want to use terzapatide or <clears throat> any of the HEH peptides that we talked about today, I've got info on how to use those in the peptide cheat sheet. And then obviously too, I've got all those other links down there. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, I think in the beginning, I've got a video topic request form. So if there's a certain topic around peptides, fat loss, hormones, uh, anything like that you want covered, uh, submit a uh, request in that link and uh, I will do my best. I've already got a ton of uh, questions in there that I'm going to be making videos about coming up in the future. So again, thank you guys so much. Uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff to help push this out there to other like-minded people like us. And I will see you next time. Peace. Peace.